Hello, everybody. Greetings. My name is Khadija Ali Coleman, and thank you so much for joining the inaugural teach-in brought to you by Black Family Homeschool Educators and Scholars. Um, today's guest is I'm very excited about um, because she is one of the trailblazing homeschooling parents who has not only um, done great work with her own children, but also really created a brand around the phenomenal work that she's doing in her community and um, the opportunities that she is building for homeschooling, black homeschooling families, not only where she's located, but globally. And so I'm gonna give her the opportunity to introduce herself and tell us a little bit about her homeschooling journey before she answers one of our um, pivotal questions that's guiding this teaching this, um, this year. All right, well, I wanna first just say I'm in gratitude for you having me here and the work that you are doing and you know this is so important that all the dots connect with everything that um what you're doing with the research and what so many others are doing on the on the home front in terms of just educating their own right and then also those who dive a little deeper into reach out to the community so this is just one big beautiful circle of love and perseverance and light and i just want to give that energy to you and just you know this is our new a new connection between us so um, yes, I am Queen Thais, and um, I don't even know where to start. I guess my homeschooling journey started 23, 24 years ago. Um, and it, for me, it was just a, a clear declaration that I wanted to be in the driver's seat of my children's education. And so they've never touched public school. So it's not like some crazy situation I had to pull them out. But just a, a conviction from the beginning, not necessarily knowing how it was going to be done. And that's one of the things that I share with a lot of others is that you don't necessarily have to know. You just have to have the will, the want, the love, and the commitment. And once you have that, um, you know, then you can begin to gain different resources and connections. So for me, that's exactly what I did. I have seven children. I have five that I've birthed and two through marriage. And so I'm divorced now, however, um, just in a great situation to be able to, um, to give from that initial experience in terms of um, not finding the way through not knowing the way. And so for me, it was kind of just jumping into it. I was living in New York City at the time, and um, there, were, there weren't any Black homeschool groups that I could find until about two years in. So for the first two years for me was a lot of trial and error, but it felt really good. You know, we would, we would homeschool at Central Park sometimes, we'd go to the museums and just the freedom to allow the world to be our classroom. And I knew that that was at least on the right journey. I'm really being focused on culture, on the transmission of culture and making sure that, that my children had a self-identity, that they knew where they come, that they come from a rich history and a rich past that continues to the present and the future. So I made sure that that was infused in that experience as well. And then about two years in, I was able to connect with a homeschool group called the Homeschool Hut, which is, was, was in New York City. Um, we were able to, um, that was just, it made the experience so much more um, full and robust in terms of their social life, in terms of um, being able to share responsibilities as families and also as mothers, activities, um, curriculum materials, field trips. So of course, from that point, you know, it really showed me the value of family and coming together 
and the unification. So um, it, that's been my journey. It's been a, a great walk. I've been able to allow my children to walk in their divine purpose. And to me, that's the best thing ever. You know, all of our children come here with a reason and a mission for what they're supposed to do in this lifetime. And I think it's so important that we cultivate them in that space. And so, you know, my daughter was able to, um, at the age of 12, she was really into culinary arts. And she was able to um, start her own catering business. And that just really, that started with um, just a contest that she entered around. Someone told me, say, hey, I know your daughter loves cooking. And she was, um, so she started a vegan vegetarian catering business. She won a huge um, contest uh, with, a ton of competitors with adults, and I had to sign a waiver for her to participate. And it was a, um, a Jamaican Caribbean um, jerk festival. They have a whole huge cooking competition every year. And she won it with um, vegan vegetarian food, which was had never been done. Because you think of jerk food, you think of jerk fish and all types of jerk meat, right? So, it, and it wasn't just because of her age, it was her creativity, it was her ability to take um, a tradition that had been in place and put a healthy spin on it, um, which was very important to her. And I was able to help nurture her in that space through her, her homeschooling curriculum and at the same time adding in all of the things that she loved. Um, she came, it came a place where they did a, uh, she was proclamated, they named the holiday after her here in Georgia, health and wellness holiday. Um, she's catered for, um, I don't know, everywhere from, everyone from congressmen to different city events, um, Six Flags concert series, like everybody you can name. And it was a family movement, you know? So it was something that everybody in the family gained from her success by our contribution. So I think that was a great message. Um, the same thing with my son, he was able to dive into, he did an internship. I'm such a huge um, component of internships, apprenticeships, because it really is like college. Like I tell people, the, the knowledge they gain from being in that space. My daughter worked at a raw and vegan food restaurant. By the time she was 17, she was managing the whole culinary piece in the restaurant. And she got what other people would pay thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for to get that information. Um, I've seen it with um, my son who was able to fly at the age of 16 and became a licensed pilot by pouring into him as a family. And I think that's important that we know that, that it's a family movement and that we all have to be um, we all have to participate and create a, a family mission statement around where it is we want to go as a whole, as a collective. So that's the core. And then we have the branches off the tree, which are, which are our own individual divine purposes that come together in the center. So for me, that the love and the, the joy of seeing them do the things that excited them the most to see them love learning, to see them want to go to the next level and the next level and the next level and just keep on progressing. That was so much fuel for me to say this, there's no better way than homeschooling. So that really just opened up my whole mind in terms of um, working with other children. And so I began to homeschool other families. And, and then I began to um, do different events around homeschools before the expo. Just different events that can engage our children and families in cultural education and inspiration and high expectations, you know, and then keeping that family environment. So that's kind of where the expo was born. And that's what most people 
know me for at this point in time is the Liberated Minds Black Homeschooling Education Expo, um, which is really just my pride and joy because I just felt it's just a great opportunity for us to, to uh, rewire our brains, right? To recondition ourselves into knowing that we have everything we need. And that takes a lot of detoxification of our own indoctrination as parents. So, uh, so that is, that's part of the journey. The, the trainings and the workshops are directly focused on just that decolonizing our minds and getting us in alignment and in tune and in frequency with the greatness that we have exuded for thousands of years. Like this is nothing new, you know? So they have an opportunity to connect with each other because the networking and the, and the building and bonding is so important. And then they also have an opportunity to connect with all types of uh, culturally relevant materials from books to curriculum to um, just a plethora of things. So that is definitely one of my favorite gatherings, but I also do counseling. Um, I do curriculum, you know, building, I do speaking, a little bit of everything, training, seminars, whatever, wherever I'm called, I do a lot of traveling. Just got back from Puerto Rico, which was absolutely amazing, because I was just like, I had no idea. You know, it was a, a, an African homeschool group out there that brought me, and I was actually had a dual opportunity to connect with my son, because he was flying out that way at the same time. So it was just a beautiful experience to know our culture in that place, which I had no idea. Of course, we know that our roots are connected, but to actually go there and experience like minds. And so it's just showing me that wherever we are in the world at this moment in time, that we are ready. And so we, we're so ready and willing. And so now it's just connecting the dots. So I'm going to stop right there. I, I, well, that, I, I, think, <laughs> I think you... I think you've actually been humble with the amount of work and the things that you do. I, I think it, it's so valuable for people to hear about your own journey. And I, you know, when you were talking about your daughter, I had to zip my lip. Like I have notes to myself, not uh -huh. to talk you all to death, but um, I was like, let her finish. But I really, I'm greedy. My mouth is watering when you were talking about your daughter cooking. I was like, what does she make? You know, it's like focus because I want uh, that was that was a beautiful time because I never cooked dinner. Like she's like always, I got it. That was her favorite thing. Wow. So when she got older, she moved out. I was just like, so everyone's looking at me. So who's making? Oh, making me? Oh, okay. When she won the contest, what she cooked and won with, was that something you had taught her how to make, or did she learn that on her own? She created it. She made a jerk, a jerk kale salad. She made barbecue jerk, um, veggie kebabs. What? She, and she's so big into the presentation. So even though, you know, um, most of the people presented their food on, like, paper plates, she told me, Mom, no, I really, I know what I want. And I want these really pretty dishes that I saw. And she had the, the flowers, you know. Oh, she just went all out. And because presentation is really a big thing for her as well. Wow. So I just kind of, I, I said, okay, I'm going to let you do your thing. And wherever she needed me, she would say, well, what do you think? Taste this, try oh, this. No. I remember her being up all night. She never went to sleep that night before. Yeah. And my daughter was like real, she's just really humble and mellow and just a sweet spirit. But I'll tell you that day when they called her name, 
on that stage. When I said, I looked, it's like, is that my daughter? Like, she just jumped up and was like, yeah, she was 12 years old, this tall. My goodness. And it was so amazing. So, you know, that really, that experience, which shows, you know, I want everybody to see that each experience adds to their confidence and their competence. And that experience let her know that I could I could actually have a business doing it. Yeah. I can give her that suggestion from, from that experience and everyone showing her the love um, for you know what she had done there, it inspired her to go even further. It sounds like your your entire approach is strength-based, that you really believe, even when you say that you believe that children have their purpose, you believe that homeschooling can really come from, or can really be used as a, as a tool for, for children to find their strength and yes. to hone that. It doesn't have to be all this extraneous stuff that's not exactly. connected with who they are as learners. Yes. That is so true. Yeah. And I mean, I think if we tap into that as parents, and we realize, you know, we must realize that our situation as parents to our children, it's a reciprocal process. So the more we cultivate them, the more they cultivate us. That's true. And when we, where we get stuck at is when, when we feel like they're just not cooperating with what we want, you know? The whole point is to, if there's something, if there's a space where you feel blockage, then you have, we have to go into ourselves as parents and say, where do I need to grow? Because each one of our children come with a different message and a different experience that allows us to grow further. And that's why a lot of times when people have multiple children, the, the, the latter children are the ones that, that are more feisty or that are more seasoned, they come more clear, and it's because that's our evolution that's being reflected in our children. And so, you know, it just I have one like that. I have a six-year-old right now, six-year-old at home. He's the youngest. And he is just, he goes, he wakes up like, yeah, he goes to bed like, yeah. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, all right. This like, must be some hot and joke, like you should have came in the beginning. <laughs> but it's all right that I'm up. I'm up for the challenge. So wow. that's awesome. And you know, I can attest to just how amazing your expo is. I have I know that in the early days when I was homeschooling my daughter when she was in ele elementary school. I, three times I tried to make my way to Georgia and something came up financially where I wasn't able to get down there. But I know people who made that trip and yeah. every time, um, it, you know, when they would share their experience, it was all, everything, all of the adjectives that you use um, were, were words that they use about the love, about the sharing, about the collaborative, um, just nature of everything. Everybody wanting to connect and stay in touch, you know, once yes. they met someone. Yes. And so it's really, your expo, it, it, though it happens once a year, it seems like it's responsible for a lot of um, long lasting connect connections and networking yes. among people within the community. Yes. So we're going to have your information on our website um, so that folks can contact you leading up to the, um, the teaching. But even as they listen to this, they can go and like, oh, I want to go and check out more about that. Um, and so this leads us to the, the question that I wanted to ask you um, for our, our breakout discussions that we will have during the week of the teaching. What do we as homes, Black homeschooling families need more of? 
and that can be anything how you interpret that question you know it can be resources it can be something among ourselves what do we need more of well i feel we need to trust ourselves more i think um we've been raised in a system that has um repeatedly um cultivated a spirit within us that that makes us doubt ourselves and our abilities and our capabilities it has allowed us to be or forces to be rely you know to rely on a system that is really anti us and so for me number one it would just be to trust ourselves and to know that we've been doing this before they were doing this they came to us in ancient times to learn from us and then they give us back the same information and repackage it and we take it in at that given moment in time so i think it's really important that we know that we have the capabilities and that everything that we need lies in our dna and we have to be able to tap into that through our tools of whether it's meditation whether it's prayer whether it's yoga you know whatever we need to do all of these modalities are there and they're resurfacing now and so these are the you know where, where we can get the support to make that a reality in our lives another thing i think we need to do more of is just connect with each other be non-judgmental of each other everyone is in a different place a different leg of the journey and that's actually what makes it beautiful right so it's like if you had a a, a big bouquet of flowers all the different colors that come together and it's, it's the different colors of our personalities of our experiences and you know recognizing that it's going to take us to dispel all the myths that we're different in the sense of we've been taught you're from here you're from there you're from there and that keeps us still calling ourselves minorities when we're we are the world majority and so when we come together we love each other for where we are um we have relationships that are full of integrity and full of commitment to our growth and and leave the jealousy out and leave because all of those things pass on to our children and we and whatever we whether we know it or not they pick up on the vibrations and the frequencies and so being able to come together in uh cooperate and build together to create together and just form my whole thing is you know this whole vision of we're all going to be all one uh, unified ball of energy i don't believe that necessarily but what i do know for a fact that if we come together with the people that we naturally gel with and you naturally are just on a similar vibration and frequency and you begin to build in those pockets and you begin to build trust you begin to build community and then it creates more of a safe way to be able to connect with other groups as such and i think it has to start small like that uh, one of the other things i really feel is important is that we raise our expectations and i think that is extremely key because um, the expectations that we have been given over all these years do not apply to us. They're very low, low-level expectations. Um, that's why when we see on Facebook all the little posts of the 10-year-old child over in Africa was able to, you know, like the, the boy who harnessed the wind, right? This is, that is our norm, y'all. That's our norm. That's our everyday. When we have knowledge of self, we know who we are, we support each other. That is our everyday, those are everyday accomplishments for us. I know that, I attest to that, I live that. So the things that, there was a, this is a great story I'm gonna tell real quick, I don't wanna take up too much time, but I'll give you a great example because there was a point in time where I really felt like my, my expectations were high, right? And even when you think they're high, they're really low, <laughs> they're just high in comparison. However, there was, I had a friend of mine who 
um, who had moved out of town. She had a baby. She moved out of state. She came back to visit. Her son was four months old. I love telling this story. Um, and so we were sitting on the, t on the couch and we're talking and I'm just like looking at him like, oh, adorable. And we're just talking about life, just catching up real quick. And she says, oh, hold on a second. I need to take, I need to take him to the bathroom. And I says, you need to take who to the bathroom? I need to take the baby to the bathroom. And I'm like, he's four months old. Are you joking? She was like, no, I'm potty training him. He's good. He's been doing really well. I'm thinking of her like, what are you talking about? And so she takes him to the bathroom and I follow behind her, of course, because I have to see for myself. Like she's, she's tripping out right now. I don't know what she's talking about. So I peek around the corner and literally she puts him on the toilet and he goes to the bathroom. And I'm like, what in the world? Like, who does that? Where does that come from? So she says, well, you know, I was online and I was looking up some things and I came across this, this thing called elimination communication. And I'm like, I was like, I don't understand. She's like, yeah, you know, children can learn from birth. And I looked at her, I said, that's gotta be something indigenous. Cause in my mind was totally intrigued, intrigued at that point. So I remember when she left and she didn't leave and I went online and I just spent like hours online researching. And I found this, this whole study in Uganda and that it was an indigenous tradition from African women to um, our native indigenous people. And so they train their babies from birth because their children can, they, they give them signals and cues, just like anything else. If it's a pet, you might say, oh no, I gotta hurry up and take them to go to the bathroom. It's the same thing with our children is that we just, in this culture, we don't tune into those little cues as much because we're so busy in this lifestyle. But it's just a, a signal, it might be an expression on their face, and it was, it amazed me. But what I, what I thought about is I said, you know, that's so interesting. It goes to show how deep our indoctrination is because I thought about it and I said, when I read that and it talked about that this was just their regular normal culture, I realized, I said, I don't think I've, you know, we see the babies on, the, on, our, in our, on our backs, right? I've never seen a baby with a diaper on. And they, when you think about it, Never, ever, ever have I on the continent or in other indigenous traditions, if you see images, pictures, videos. And I says, well, how, did I, how did I not make the connection with that? Little babies and infants. So it just showed me, I says, wow, you know, we expect for our children to be potty trained at two and at three because we've been told that. So we have to question everything. We have to research everything. What is really ours, right? And what isn't? What is really true and what isn't? And begin to reset a new standard that is more congruent to who we are as a people that we've been exhibiting for all of these years. So I just thought that was a great story because for me, I was like, wow. And I shared that with my daughter when my grandbaby was born. And she literally was potty training at four months old. She would tell her when she had to move her bowels. And I was like, I got to take video of this because no one's going to believe it. I was just like, this is amazing. So it's just, a lot of it is just knowing that our children can perform at higher levels than what we were accustomed to. And not just raising the expectation and holding them accountable, but we also have to give them the necessary tools to perform on that level. Because it's not fair to ask them to do something, you know, where we're not giving them the support to make that happen. So. Those are probably the probably the three most 
striking things that come to my forefront. <laughs> what a what a great overview. What great um, things to share. I love that story. I absolutely love that story because as you're even telling the story, I'm thinking about um, how many times I, I would tell my daughter when she was two, how I knew that she had to use the bathroom. I would be, mm. was in her high mm -hmm. chair right after eating and she would do that pause. <laughs> and you would see, you right? And, and I would like, see you take a thing and we would run to the bathroom. And it's just so interesting yeah. it's because I knew when she was a baby, the same thing. It really didn't change from before yes. too. It was consistent. The same sign. Right. But it's no it's no thought that, oh, let me take the the inf the infant to the bathroom. It's just yes. like watch them do their business. Look at look at her right. go. <laughs> you just know yes, it's gonna so for you. We we should be functioning in stages and not ages. So we should be looking at the stage that our children, what stage are they at? Not what age are they? Because we know the stages are, you know, they're very personalized thing. Yeah. Every child is different. We have children, you know, parents who, ch oh, children are five and they can't read yet. Oh my gosh. And they're yeah. stressing the child out about reading. And then they don't love, then they're like, I don't like reading. Mm. I don't like learning. And it's, it's it's stages. And so if we appreciate the stages, come away from the ages and just appreciate each and every, you know, experience, give them the assistance to each stage. We'll see that they will excel, especially knowing that they can achieve. So you just you just told a word right there. That was that was religious text right there. Which <laughs> You know, with with the the research that I did recently for my dissertation, I actually st um, talked to the children themselves who have been homeschooled, and that yeah. was the consistent, mm -hmm. the consistent takeaway that all of them had regarding their homeschool experience preparing wow. for college was that yeah. homeschooling they were able to learn at their own pace. And so whatever yes. that, because for some of them, that meant being able to finish and, and, and accelerate in math, where for right. others, they, they were able to take their time on those subjects yes. that gave them, sh that they struggle with. So by the time they began college, because I looked at um, dual enrolled African-American homeschool children, um, by the time they got to college, they knew who they were as learners. They knew yes. how much time they needed on, on stuff and that yes. contributed to them being successful as as college scholars. So that is what you Absolutely. just said. Because it carries the life. It carries, you know, we have to realize that we're not, they're, they're beautiful and cute, but we're raising adults, yes. right? We have to keep that in mind. It's like we're raising husbands and wives and leaders, yeah. and scholars, and, you know, so we have to look at that, whatever they experience, you know, through their learning phases of life is going to carry into their actual life and living as a yes stages not ages I, that's your next book got that right <laughs> you put me to work tomorrow that right there you know so yes. thank you so yes. much queen thais it has been a pleasure like i just feel like you just you are warmth and and 
family. Like you just bring such a warmness and just this interaction with you. I can only imagine the people who are blessed to interact with you on the daily and as part of your, your homeschooling network. So I appreciate you so much for being here. Um, if, if, oh, <laughs> well, for the viewers who are watching, <laughs> I, I, I really hope Quintais, um will share with, with us um, of course, you'll be able to find her bio, but she's going to share links to all of the things that she has in the pipeline, her expo. Um, she has uh, resources and things that she makes available to families. And so for all of that, to be able to contact with her, contact her, you'll be able to find that um, when, as you, after you finish viewing this video. Thank you so much, Queen Thais. And thank you, um, watchers, for being part of our novel teacher. <laughs> we love out to all of you you can do it you can do it you can do it we That's can do it That's i right. am because we are yes yes, yes. Um, <laughs> thank you and so with that thank you everybody we hope that on friday july 24th you join us for the virtual component of this teaching where you were sharing um your feedback or any thoughts asking questions regarding um any of the messages that our speakers have shared with you over the course of the week from july 20th to the 23rd thanks so much and have a great day mm -hmm.